chapter further revealed. Well, how's everyone doing? We are live on Insta, on YouTube, and we're going to get episode 53 started with uh, some UFC. How are you guys doing? Good, good. How are you guys doing? Oh. Something happened. No, I just said the same exact thing you did. Okay. Well, we're oh, I thought I, fr- I thought I froze yeah, for a minute. I did too. That sketched me out. Yeah. No, I'm good. Hanging in there. Uh Enjoying the weekend of sports that was. How are you guys? Yeah. Yeah, no, good. good. I think uh, it's, it's like a weird sports time. I was going to say it's really weird because I've, there's no dead spot in sports. I mean, a bunch of people will probably say like the dead of summer when only baseball is going on. And then obviously you have your crazy times, right? Um, fall, like October, when you have the four major sports going. And then again, like March into April when college basketball and golf is at like the peak on top of basketball, baseball starting and hockey. So we're like right on the brink of another great era of sports, but it's still not a bad time for sports. I mean, there's a lot of exciting things either just ending or the hype's about to start. So, yeah, I think this is a fun time for us though, too, because it's when we can get creative and we got some fun, you know, fun things in the works where we can kind of, not talk about the daily like weekly sports recap necessarily that we sometimes talk about and kind of go off on a little bit of a tangent which we enjoy doing yeah plus we literally talk about anything and everything that's what yeah afr is known for that's what we've built our brand on and that's what like we want people to know like we'll talk about what you want to talk about uh we might have to learn cricket but we actually haven't talked about cricket no but i mean speaking of that we just go through what we're talking about tonight. We're yeah. going to talk about some UFC, uh, NBA, kind of go over the all-star and second half. Got a five-second rule game, courtesy of Chase. We're excited. Me and Ryan are excited for that one. <laughs> yeah, we haven't done a game in a minute. No, I'm really fun. I'm excited. Uh, MLB Hot Stove, we talked about it last week, and it's been more of a more of a cold freezer-type stove. And then the uh, Daytona recap, courtesy of Chase. And then, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we'll see if we have time for the Immaculate Grid, but we're going to get, get yeah. into some, I guess, UFC to start. You got the comments up just in case anyone reaches yes, out. Yes, I do. I got Instagram these... up and uh, yeah. YouTube. We'll see if anyone comments. Yeah, I well. got YouTube. All right. So UFC 298 recap and 300. Um, let's take a look here. So UFC 298. Um, this is the main card. Do we want to go deeper than that or just kind of talk main card? Uh, we can just go main card. You first have to talk about how we we didn't actually bet it. AFR has been hot, but the two-leg parlay mm. yeah, of no, UFC 298, that was a smash. Yeah, no one bet it, but we talked about uh, Marab and Robert Whitaker, and that parlay would have hit. Yeah, yeah so, did anyone yeah. out there actually let us know if you ran with that two-leg? I mean, it was tasty, and the fights had already started when I realized – I, I don't know. I dropped the ball big time on that end. But, you know, that, that was a big hit. So back-to-back weekends of just two-leg parlays just smashing home for AFR. So we're pumped about it. Yeah, Marab did um, – I guess we can start with him, I guess. So he uh, he faced Triple C, got the pretty decisive win. Um, and it seems pretty clear he's kind of next in that division for the title. 
I know Dana said he didn't necessarily love that Marab wouldn't fight his friend, um, that type of thing. I know Dana hates that. But decisive win over Cejudo, who did not look bad. Um, it's not like Cejudo, this was like an off Cejudo. He looked good. But Marab was just dominant, and the dude has a gas tank. The dude looks like he can go 10 rounds. Yeah, he's unbelievable. And for Henry, it looks like he's going back into retirement from this fight. But Marab just, he's ready. He could have fought for the title now. I mean, I yeah. think he's already just proving the fact that he's next in line for whoever, you know, and whenever. Yeah, I think Marab, to me, he's going to be a champion at some point. It's just a matter of time. He's got yeah. all the all the skills to do so. And I mean, some of his fights might not always be the most exciting, but he's he's pretty dominant. Yeah. He just like he's so well rounded with the things he does. And you know, yeah, you know, I feel like I don't know. I feel like where Rob just kinda could have had somebody a little bit more ready. Like I feel like Cejudo now well, especially now, he's not going to be fighting anymore, but just doesn't have, like, the same draw. Like, it feels like it did when he was in his prime. Yeah. No, I agree. I wish um, – I didn't realize Marab wasn't – I thought he was a little more active, but hopefully maybe he can be a little more active at yeah. some point. Um, yeah. I think one of the things Dana said in the press conference was someone asked them about Cejudo with the retirement. They didn't give him the mic, and um, he was like, that was Marab's night, and Cejudo, he already retired once. He doesn't get to take that great win away from Marab. If he wants to retire for a second time, he can do that. But, I mean, the dude took three years off from UFC. You don't. It's hard to come back from three years. I don't care if he was still training. It's, that's a hard task, unless you're John Jones. I feel like it's yeah. probably one of the hardest in, yeah. in all sports to come back. Yeah. Whether you're coming back from an injury, just out, I mean – you think the NFL was hard, but then Joe Flacco came out slinging. You know what I mean? But the UFC is yeah. yeah. like a whole different. You're you're right. Yeah, John Jones is the one exception. Everyone else, that's gonna be. Yeah, especially when he was champ and left. It wasn't like he lost and then took time off and came back. Kind of like what Stylebender's doing. But mm-hmm. yeah, that was just too much valuable time. Like Dana said, to be away from the game at that point. Yep. Agreed. Um, By the way, do you guys think at all that Marav looks like a combination of uh, Connor McGregor and Kurt Angle? I thought you were going to say Michael Chandler. Um, oh, <laughs> yes. That's good. I I don't know about Kurt Angle. Maybe. Okay. I can kind of see it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I'll be singing about um, your guy. Oh. All right, well, the other one before that, Anthony Hernandez. Um, that was a good one for him. I don't know a lot, honestly, about Anthony Hernandez. So, Yeah, just guys to keep a, your eye on to yeah. make their way into contending. Yeah. Um, Ian, Ian Gary, everyone's favorite fighter, um, got the win over Jeff, Jeff Neal. Not an easy fight. Jeff, Is it Jeff or Geoff? I don't know how they pronounce it. Jeff. Jeff. Not an easy fight because he's he's a tough dude, um, but got got the dub and remains undefeated, whether people like him or not. <laughs> yeah, I guess you could say he was running around a lot, but yeah, you know, props to Jeff Neal for not being a a walkthrough. Yeah, and I mean, 
you it's you know all the other all the five other fights were great fights so or is that six no five so you have one fight on the main card that's not great that's that's fine yeah um, and that brings us to whitaker costa costa looked good i mean yeah he looked uh, whitaker whitaker's a tough dude and costa did not look bad is costa guy that hasn't won in years uh he also hasn't fought much recently. Yeah, he's he's fought, had like one fight. Oh, he's the one had all these cancels. Oh yeah, fights. yeah, yeah. Oh, he had a win in twenty twenty two, but against Luke. So Ball. he hasn't fought since twenty twenty two, and he hung in there. Yeah, and he did well. And I gotta give it to him. He stood in the he stood in the pocket. Really wanted to go at Robert Whitaker, and without a doubt, Robert Whitaker's strength is striking. So the fact he was willing to do that, and you know. Paulo had a lot of good shots on him. He rocked him with a head kick that probably would have put a lot of other people out. Whitaker stood in there. I mean, that guy's tough. Robert Whitaker went three full fights with Yoel Romero. Yeah, That's not an easy thing to do, let alone one fight. He did three times. So he can definitely eat a punch or two. And Paulo Costa probably pretty similar to, you know, the blended makeup of what Yoel was. But, yeah, it was a really interesting fight. I was really surprised. Yeah, and Costa's so big. And for him to throw that kick the way he did and connect and Whitaker not to just fold and go down. I mean, first of all, super impressive to be able to get the kick up the way he did at his size. Um, but yeah, really good fight. And I mean, when he fights, it's a good good fight for the most part. Just he's just so unpredictable if he's actually going to show up <laughs> yeah he's got to be a little bit more active especially if he wants to fight for the title at some point like you know he's a good fighter now but i hope he just doesn't fall into the realm of like just the guy who gets out there occasionally and then just never fully gets into contending and all but yeah yeah but Whitaker, he puts himself right back into title contention he seems to like take a step back and then just get knock off a couple more wins and then right back in for a, a shot. Yeah. He's, he's always going to be an interesting draw, but yeah, that was definitely a great fight way surpassed my expectations going into the weekend. And yeah. it definitely set the stage for the main event. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And there it is. Ilya Toporia, man, he can really do it all. And Everyone said coming into the UFC, he was more of a grappler. And since he's been in the UFC, he's had more knockout wins than submissions. And the way he knocked out Volkanovski was just, I mean, you couldn't have done it, scripted up any better, landed with him, and just put him out. And for Volkanovski now, this is two bad knockouts yeah. in a very short time span. He, in my opinion, needs to take – he's almost one of those fighters that wants to fight too much. Like, he needs to take some time. Um, and so, and sometimes you just don't see these guys like coming back from from it like the same. I mean, you just it's tough. Two in a short amount ma- in a short period's tough. Too. And he's got nothing else to prove. I know he wants to keep fighting and all, but he's. I mean, at this point, he's the greatest featherweight of all time, probably, or at least yeah. top, top three. I know, like, there's some other guys you can put up there, but. Stuff. Yeah, I mean, he definitely. I think this is why Max Holloway, on a separate note, is like does so well longevity wise, is because anytime he does have a loss, he takes like a mm-hmm. good amount of time off. Usually, like he's not like a guy who, like will jump back in 
necessarily after like a big loss. Like I feel like he gathers himself, gets it back in there, and then he can continue to stay at the top. And now that Volkanovski's on, I feel like he definitely, you know, regardless of this upcoming fight, can definitely put himself back into that conversation to be getting a crack at the title. So, you know, good on him. I mean, this was a long reign to be trying to get it, trying to get in there, doing it, and coming up short, but. For Max Holloway fans, you got to be happy that he's going to be back in there, you think, you know, pending a few other results. But Volkanovski, I think he could definitely take some time off, do the style bender route. I mean, just lay low until September at this point and then come back and let things shake out. I mean, it can get crazy. Look at the heavyweight division. There, were How many people have held the belt over the last, you know, few months and even light heavyweight too. I mean, these belts are just being – handed back and forth between people so sometimes it's not a bad thing to let the dust settle and see where it goes yeah i think i think volks it's like addicted to fighting it, it yeah it's just the rush he gets or some, yeah, something whatever he was just, in the ring. and it's great to be active but yeah he needs to focus on his own he's got kids he's got to focus on his own health a little bit too and you know the fight the fight will be there he if he wants it but he needs to take some time and Taporia could be champ for a while, though. I will say that he's got he's got. Oh yeah, he definitely has all the makings of um, being a champ, and I feel like a lot of fighting to his opportunity. And Taporia just came in at a great yeah. point. Volkanovski kind of cleaned out the division a little bit, and I think moving up in the Makachev fights just really took a number on him. Like I feel like if he was just still going featherweights, 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 and not doing the Makachev move. Maybe he does a little bit better in this fight, but yeah, I would I would like to see. I'd love to see a Taporia Holloway fight at some point. I will say that. Yeah, I, I feel like their styles match up pretty nicely. Yeah. I say that. Yeah, fun. and uh, I actually like watching Max Holloway. He's like I don't I know I don't follow UFC that well, but he's someone I feel like he's fun to watch in the ring. So yeah. if this Taporia guy. I mean, 15 and 0 and just truck through Volkanovski. Yeah. So I will say he's, I don't know if it's just super confident or just super cocky. The fact, I don't know if you saw that he changed his Instagram bio to 15 and 0 and champ like the week before the fight happened. I oh didn't see that. So he like put it in his bio that he was 15 and 0 and like the new champ or something. I mean, if you're going to call your shot. Yeah. I mean, Conor McGregor called his shot all the way up to, uh, Five second knockout of Jose Aldo. So, yeah, insane. Yeah, insane. All right. Should we uh, touch quick? I guess we can touch quick on UFC 300. There was an announcement, and then we can go into a quick um, next, which is some NBA. So, UFC 300, uh, big, the big announcement was the, the main event, which now is Alex Perea and Jamal Hill. Uh, to be honest, as the main event for 300, it's a little underwhelming. Not that it's not a good fight. It's a great fight. Um, but I think a little underwhelming is the main event. Yeah. For some reason, I think just a lot of injuries have knocked off the timing for this card. And they're yeah. trying to piece it together with whoever can get in there for matchup-wise. So. Yeah, they and they stacked the 299 card, too, which is like they could have maybe gotten some of those guys on 300. But um, I did see that. Leon Edwards, Dana was praising him a bunch because they offered Leon three fights for the head to headline UFC 300, and he said yes to every one of them. 
but I guess none of them actually, none of them actually happened. Leon said yes to every. He Dana like made it clear Leon was willing to fight all three of those guys, and it just neither of them, none of them made it happen. Nothing panned out. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, and I've heard the style bender might. I don't know if that's like how accurate that is, but I've just heard like possibly. Maybe. They, did say, they did say there's one more fight they're adding to the card. I don't know what or where, but they did say there's one more fight. Where is this card at? Um, it should oh, say. Oh, is this a fight week card? No. We can check it out, Chase. Um, good question. You can get Stack Eye on that. Yeah, we'll get Stack Eye on that quick. Because if it's in Saudi Arabia, I feel like they're gonna have to really put uh, something else up together here. No, it's at the T-Mobile Arena in Vegas. Uh, they can get away with this card. The T-Mobile. Yeah, I mean the the main card's great. You got yeah, Gaethje and Holloway, Oliveira, and then Yuri and oh, Oliveira is my guy. And Bo Nickel and even down here like Figueroa and I mean this yeah is... Garbrandt yeah. I, everyone's excited to see Kayla, Kayla Harrison just destroy Holly Holm, probably. I didn't know Holly Holm was still fighting. She probably shouldn't be, but she is. Yeah, she has been trucking. Yeah, she's, she's like 40. Yeah, she is going. Oh, she got a, oh, she got a win on her. Wait, this was overturned? Oh, I didn't know that. Um, yeah, she's been putting in the work. Yeah. It's crazy how some people like Holly Holmes, 42, and she's only fought 21 times. You think about it, she's like, if she's been fighting since her early 20s, she's averaging like one fight every two years. Like, but then some guys yeah. like Justin Poirier, hasn't he fought like a bajillion times? Yeah, he's been in the UFC since he was like 19. Um, and Holly Holmes was a boxer. She, I think she has like 70 wins or something. Oh, so then she converts. Uh, so okay. Or maybe it's like 50. Steven, I think it might be. Wonder Boys record with hers, but they both have insane re- like yeah. professional records outside of the UFC. She fought some monsters in her day between like Cyborg and Shevchenko and Nunez. She she took oh, yeah. a lot of damage in those fights. <laughs> yeah, that was, it was a lot of volatility there. And, yeah, so but... she dominated boxing and then went up against some of the greatest women fighters of all time. I mean, her big like. <clears throat> thing was the whole was it rousey when she yeah rousey. that's what i remember yeah, she ko'd her with like a, a head kick i think yeah, yeah it is. No. i think that was in australia too or something yeah that was our third fight in the ufc too ufc 193 that's crazy that was 100 ufcs ago <laughs> did you fight on 200 also 200 she maybe Two hundred eight, one ninety six. No, she didn't. Shout out to the Holly Holm rabbit hole, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. We can, uh, yeah, we can touch on. We can get off some UFC. And Is there talk. any Holly Holm comments out there? Any? I feel like there were some Holly Holm fans. I want to hear if anyone. There was no Holly Holm comments. No Holly Holm fans out no. there. No I mean, she's fans. gonna get wrecked, like you said, but yeah, not that I know. All right, let's talk. Uh, let's let's touch on some NBA now, shall we? Okay. Yeah. Oh my! Take a stroll over to the court. Yeah. Oh my God, Pat. Yeah, I have to be totally honest. I consumed zero seconds of NBA All Star Weekend. 
I'm sorry. I, I, anyone yeah. listening right now, Ben's dog just unloaded, and I just can't even breathe. Yeah, he's uh, he's just chilling. Oh, yeah. oh gosh. Um, but yeah, I did I'm not unloading position. <laughs> I did not watch it either. The only thing I did enjoy, um, and I'm I'm glad they did it, was the was the Sabrina Ionescu Steph Curry. I think that was cool to yeah to bridge some WNBA. And it'd be cool to have like for the WNBA All Star Week, like to have like something where they bring an NBA guy or like a couple. Of yeah, guys. they should do WNBA All Stars versus an NBA All Stars. Yeah. Yeah. They really, I mean, like I don't watch a ton of the weekend either. I watched none of it besides that. I watched like Maxi doing like the skills challenge, oh, and that, that was sounds terrible. That was yeah. yeah, it was not really worth it. But I feel like everyone likes the three point contest. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's a hit. I am. I get it, like the dunk contest. No one wants to put their body on the lines. You can't make new dunks nowadays. And then obviously the, obviously the, like the Sunday night game. No one is gonna play defense, and people are still complaining about it. It's been that way for like ten years now, at least. It kind of is what it is. But I'm kind of for more things like the three point contest. You know, I mean, when we grow up, you play a hundred. Like they could play knockout from half court. I don't know, different different games. How many free throws can you make in a minute? Like just some carnival basketball games and just yeah. make it more exciting. Because yeah. the three-point contest, I bet on it. I like watching it. It was hyped the one year Cat was. I mean, Cat did it again, but he's been in it a couple of times. We talked about like the seven-foot only three-point contest. Yeah, that'd be fun. Like, I saw on Gilbert Arenas, he had a podcast, and he was talking about some ways to like improve. And he mentioned like a couple of like, one-on-one or two-on-two type like get, like mini yeah. games. like uh, get some of like the best guys to like do some some of those yeah king of the court yeah exactly yeah. types of games they yeah. should put the trampoline on the free throw line like they do for the halftime shows yeah well and then one guy tears acln's game over oh yeah but i think the actual all-star game is just it's like football they need to do something because no one i mean it's not fun to watch yeah it's just like Luca shot like a three quarters shot as like is that I don't know that stuff's just not entertaining for me. Yeah, I mean, and the yeah. part of the reason is the NBA. We talked about it. They're doing too much. They had the in season tournament. They have the playing tournament. Yeah. I don't know if you guys caught Rivals Week at all when they just no. have a bunch of you know teams that are rivals no. all going at it the same week and. I mean, you have 82 games of competitive basketball, Hundred, couple hundred pound guys literally hard on their ankles, knees. Like, there's only so much you can have them do, especially when you make the playoffs for seven-game series. I thought the G League thing was cool. They had a G League team against the um, – it was like – Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> no, Pau Gasol had a team. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't watch it, yeah. I'm I just, just saw highlights, and the G League team won. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and the um the All Star Game, the celebrity All Star Game Friday night. I feel like that's kind of entertaining. Like, yeah, so that Christmas. that I don't hate all the time. Well, yeah. they they try they try, and it's and some of the I mean some of those guys can actually ball and yeah, so it's yeah, interesting to see who can actually play. Yeah. yeah. Shout out Michael Parsons for winning Celebrity All Star Game MVP. I wish Adam yeah. was in it. Oh, I know. <laughs> Every, I mean, that's kind of entertaining, yeah. and I feel like it's more of a social thing. Which is kind of what the the football is now. The football has gotten better because they do like dodgeball skills, yeah. Like the centers hiking the ball into like the points and stuff. Like, yeah. 
the NBA just it's the game that's I think the issue. The rest of the weekend, it's not it's fine. Yeah, it's just the actual game. It's just it's not entertaining. And the only problem with the dunk contest is because of how great it was. But now you can go on social media any day and watch guys do ridiculous dunks. Did you see got Jalen Brown got booed? Oh, good. Yeah. I mean, his dunks were trash. He, it was the the guy was five three and sat in a chair and he dunked over him. Everyone just booed him. It would have been hilarious if he like didn't clear him. I know, but it was just like, bro, what are you? Yeah, that should be yeah. like the first event of the night. Like they can keep it, but they make that like the main event. Like, yeah. I mean, really, since we said it last year it was the gordon levine one they could have given yep. it to gordon downhill from there and basically yeah. just downhill from there and now you just have mac mcclung never played in an nba game winning back, <laughs> back. yeah what yeah <laughs> it would be cool if they did like 2v2 games or something like that like instead of like the big no. just yeah, like I the agree. big game itself is so dumb like i don't care that they can both score 180 points like that doesn't do anything for me you have a yeah. 2v2 bracket tournament like a yeah you know, that would be a good in-season tournament yeah, 16 yeah. guys 2v2 brackets and then just like yeah. winner of best each game best of like seven yeah or they could just put like the in-season championship then because those guys actually tried yeah yeah that's true like, but it would be cool to see like the skills thing like you were saying ryan about like the nfl like show me what they're good at doing like accuracy or like i don't i don't know how to like quantify it for basketball but like shoot it with a mini ball or something like that like just yeah. do something other than what we can all do like i want to see what makes them like so insanely different like hockey does it too where they do all kinds of different like try to shoot it in this skating competitions and stuff like that where you get to see like okay in game time it's like hard to really decipher this like somebody who like doesn't watch it all the time so yeah. for like people who don't watch basketball all the time like this is your chance to like really show, like wow people with like dang this is one person all the spotlights on them what can they do yeah i mean like, who hasn't seen balance like i'm sure one of them could like balance on something and shoot a three-pointer and it's like insane that they can just do that while they're balancing on something like literally kind of what you're getting at like they could play horse they could like yeah. I would watch them play a game yeah. of horse where they're doing like weird things or i'm just thinking about a game of 100 when when we play and we have like eight bricks in a row like just imagine them playing the, the first 10 shots yeah. are all in first miss guy goes from zero to 100 do some around out. the world thing or something. yeah they could play yeah. around the world like I don't know. There's so many basketball mini games. That's you can play basketball with one to ten people and do whatever you want. They don't have to have the dunk contest still trucking as like the main event of the weekend. No. Yeah, and it would be cool to see like the women's team and the men's team. Like they could even do like co-ed teams. Like that would be yeah. cool if like they pick captains and like I don't know. That would probably be more entertaining. Of like I don't know. You know they're not going to be like aggressive. Like that's not the point of it. Like it's more just like cool that they get to share the court with each other yeah one thing i actually am wondering and i did, I should have looked this up before the show but just out of curiosity has there ever been like notable nba all-star game injuries that has caused the lack of competitiveness because for some mm. reason like yeah. i feel like in the nfl it's happened the bowl games in college football like i mean yeah well like that's i'm like 
I get it. It's only one game, and it's never been super competitive, but everyone's making a big deal of it. And I was like, like the U.S. basketball was always a big thing with the Paul George injury. Like things like that happened. Like that's the only thing I could think of. Like recently, that was yeah. Thing, yeah. But I don't. I don't remember people getting hurt at the All Star break. I feel like because so many people were hurt and they couldn't play, or they were just got traded. And we're, like, sitting out until after the All-Star break. So it's just been, like, whoever was on the hot side of this year. But there wasn't any huge names that got moved. The only thing I see was that um, Dwayne Wade broke Kobe's nose. That's nothing. Yeah, that's kind of a bummer. But that could have Kobe could have broke his nose opening his car door. Like, yeah. The other comment from the Reddit thread says, does Bosch's pride count? He got nutmeg twice in an All-Star game. <laughs> But to also to the point of Ben, the game itself doesn't matter that much because we play in an era where any player can play with anybody. Like if I grew up as a Sixers fan and I only had Julius Irving on my team and now all of a sudden like him and Larry Bird can team up to try to take down Magic and Kareem. Like, that would be something like, oh, my gosh. But nowadays it was like, oh, LeBron's just going to join the Heat. Or now you have KD on the Suns with Brad Beal. Like, it'd be different if everyone was still like there wasn't free agency like there is today. And, like, these players never play together. It'd be like the one time, oh, my gosh, like, Dame and Giannis are going to be on the same team, bro. It's like now it doesn't matter because they can just do that anyway. Yeah. And it changes so much from year to year, like. Like, you can have a superstar three on one team, and next year they're garbage. They're like, they can go from being the Nets three years ago to now, and it's like they don't have any of those pieces anymore. Yeah. And like, how much turnover they caused. But yeah, it's just crazy that like it's not really surprising to see all the matchups like it was back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. So, you want to talk some quick about the uh, second half? Yeah. Talk six some sixers before we yeah. get into the five second rule game. Yeah, actually one crazy thing I wanted to touch on, and obviously, you know, the Sixers and Knicks are this big second half coming up for both of them who actually need to really make an effort here in the regular season. But one crazy thing I saw we were just talking about injuries is I just went through like every team's injuries right now. And there's really only six teams in the entire NBA that are right now have like the injury bug hitting them with either like a bunch of players or like a couple of their best players. Well, the Knicks is one of them. Yeah. But <laughs> it, I mean, that's kind of crazy, but yeah, we can go through them real quick. I mean, the Knicks is obviously Mitchell Robinson who was deemed out for the season for like two months. And now they are hope they're, they got the Embiid hopefulness right now. Not that he's like their number one player, but he's their starting center yeah. and he's, he's a solid player, but the Sixers, obviously, Embiid's the big one, the big question mark surrounding, honestly, their entire organization, whether or not they're going to be able to make a run. The only team that's really not competitive is Memphis, but they have been completely just destroyed by injuries from top to bottom since basically the start of the season, if you count Morant's suspension. And then after that, the only other teams are the Bulls with Levine and Lonzo, and Lonzo we knew about to begin with, but – I mean, they're. Is Lonzo going to play again ever? The he's that's the goal. Talk about and 
underperforming team like the last four years. I feel like the Bulls yeah. could have been like a two seed at some point. Especially when they got Billy Donovan. I thought they would actually have like a shot. Yeah. But, yeah. Shout yeah. Out to, he was like known as one of the best coaches in the NBA. Yeah. And quick shout out to a uh, new Nets coach, Kevin Ollie, former UConn guy, bringing UConn, uh, UConn championship, now Nets coach. Yeah. Why'd they, they sign Vaughn to like a multi year extension and then know. canned them? The I'd, be, I'd be curious to know just like each sport, how much teams are paying like previous coaches. Oh, college football is ridiculous. It's not even funny how much money people are just getting paid and then get another job and still getting paid. That's insane. You just had two in- – oh, it's just a passive income and just your actual job. Yeah. Like, I can't believe you get paid to not have a job anymore. That's crazy. Like, yeah. you're so right. bad. We'll pay you $40 million to just go away. Yeah. Pension package. Yeah. But that's a, that's but, probably another episode. But. Yeah, and and then the only other two teams right now that are affected, if you count CP3 on the Warriors, which hasn't really – it kind of affected him, and then it hasn't. And then this one really doesn't count, and Steven Adams, who got traded to Houston. So, yeah, actually, I'm just, I'm just going to cross that one off. So, so, really, there's only five teams, which is kind of crazy at this point in the year. So – I mean, we have some years where we always talk about who's the healthiest team. They're the ones that's going to make the run. But, of course, the yeah. Knicks and Sixers are on this list. But, I mean, it's – The Knicks have OG, Julius Randle, Mitchell Robinson all on the – all injured right now. Yeah. But shout out to the NBA. I mean, even with all of their pushing these all these way too competitive games in the regular season, I, I think this second half is shaping up to be a good one because some of these – generally good teams are lower in the standings are going to want to make some noise, especially in the West. I mean, you still have the Timberwolves and the Thunder as the top two seeds in the West. It's wild. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the Thunder would be this hot of a team. No, no, especially with just how they're only ever worried about trading for draft picks. Yeah, that's all they do. Yeah. no, I, I didn't even know they were actually still trying to play basketball. And well, and the Clippers also turned it around from when we, you know, oh my goodness, the Clippers. We, we talked about how the three of those guys, between like the four of those guys, couldn't start all together. Like between yeah. Hard and Kawhi, like it wasn't going to work. And Westbrook has taken like taken it in stride, like coming off the bench, and it's worked well. Yeah, we said it, and literally he went to the bench, and yep. it's been domination for. LA land since the Pel- hey and so far Williamson's been healthy and the Pelicans are looking good too. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're like the Seattle Mariners for me. It's just always a team I root for. I don't really know why, but I love they always make a good surge in the middle of the season. You're like, this might be it. <laughs> I really like the the their big three is one of the most I, besides the Sixers, like Williamson. Yeah. CJ McCollum and Brandon Ingram, that's a fun big three to root Yeah, for. I do like Brandon Ingram. I feel like he's a fun player. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know. I mean, just – and they have a lot of talent. Trey Murphy, Herbert Jones. Oh, I forgot Matt Ryan's jo- on their team. Well, Jordan oh, yeah. Hawkins, that was a great mid-first-round pick this past year from Championship UConn. Oh, and nice. Just he's been a really big contributor for yeah. them and some solid minutes off the bench. Yeah. And one of the best – Backup point guards in the NBA, Alvarado. Jose Alvarado. I feel like he's so underrated. Like, comes in, he's a good game manager. Still got Larry Nance getting some minutes. 
Yeah. Larry Nance. <laughs> Jeremiah Robinson Earl. Oh. From Villanova. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm happy. It's it's crazy how Zion Williamson have all these injuries, and then they're just kind of laying low right now. But he's playing their first in their division. They're above the play-in tournament. I mean, that'd be cool to see them in a seven-game series against somebody. I think oh, yeah. they can make some noise for sure. So, all right. Are you uh, anything else, Chase? Are you ready to get to that uh, that five-second rule game? Yeah, I'm ready. You ready? You ready? Oh, I'm ready. I was right. born ready, Ben. Oh, my gosh. All right, so we um, – give me a second because we're going to bring the timer up here. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, wait, yeah, Chase, can you just give me one more, like, two Yeah, why don't, well, we can, Chase can explain it quick. Yeah. Second, um, what we're going to do. Yeah, so this is a game that probably everyone's familiar with. It's a pretty basic game. So you get five seconds. I'm going to give you one topic, and okay. you give me three things about that topic. Okay. So if can I you- said – so if I said, so we'll, I'll pick you one by one. Okay. Right? So we'll okay. Do, I was gonna say, are we going same time or not? Okay. No, no, no. We'll go one by one. We'll do rock paper scissors to go. Who wants to go lead off, or you pick, depending on who wins. But I'll give you the topic. Uh, it could be, give me three New England Patriots in okay. five okay. seconds. Okay. Like okay. something like that. Okay. And uh, so it's gonna be sports, and then there are some like statistical categories we have to come up with a player who matches that category oh man all right holy six five seconds is not a lot of time for three answers okay we'll see no. i'm just so everyone who's watching knows i'm a great i'm a great off the air guy clutch moments don't call my name i'm gonna say free throw percentage is like 20 percent in game all right let's so we do rock paper scissors yeah no, we're at least gonna have two ties. <laughs> All right, two ties off the bat, three ties off the bat. I'm gonna go second. Oh no! I was, okay. gonna, say, I was gonna say you can go first. All right, yeah, give me the mic. Give me the mic. All right, I'm gonna. So Chase, do you want me to start the timer as soon as you're done the question? Like as soon yeah. as you, the last time you speak. After you're done reading. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, All right. Um, all right. So Ryan, are you ready? Uh, I'm I'm going I'm my sh- I'm shooting for two out of three on this first round. So all right, we start off easy. I put some like little gimmies, get some warm ups okay. in. Are we are and we then we take a real track. dive off the deep end at the end. Keep track of who who gets more points here. Okay. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We gotta keep a, we gotta keep a, a tally right. here. Ben's got the list going over here to to tally how many we get. We'll say out all of three. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right, here we go. First round, Ryan. Give me three Sixers in five seconds. Joel Embiid, Allen Iverson, Lou Williams. Yep. Thanks. All right. I good. You're getting me. You're getting my mind ready. Yeah. Just a little easy. Nothing. Nothing too hard. All right, Ben. Yo, I was panicking though. All right. Do you want to? <laughs> yeah. So just yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Give me three Knicks in five seconds. Julius Randle, uh, OG Adenobi, and Mitchell Robinson. Nice. Got him in in the buzzer. One second I almost, left. I almost started saying Emmanuel quickly and RJ Barrett, and I just started panicking. Oh, did it have to be current? It can be any. It can oh, be any. Okay. I didn't specify. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I didn't specify. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. So yeah. One, oh, I was gonna say I said Allen Iverson. Yeah. No, it could be any. Yeah. Is it just yeah. one point each chase, or are we doing like as it gets harder? Like two out of three. I would say three each. That's yeah. You could do. Yeah. You could do it out of or. 
however you guys think. Like one point per thing, so three points for each of us for that yeah. one. Yeah, I, I got you. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, unless Chase, Chase, so just to be clear for both of us, unless you say current, we can name anyone. Yeah. Yeah, from this point out, there's not, like, you'll be able to tell, like, what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing, there's nothing like that. All right. All right. I'm probably still getting it, though. (laughs) All right, Ryan, are you ready? Yeah. All right. Give me three Lou Williams teams in five seconds. Los Angeles Clippers, Atlanta Hawks, Philadelphia 76ers. Nice. Is that right? Yeah. That's clean. Let's go. Clean. All right. You got the time, Ryan. Shout out to Lou Williams trying to guard KD. I promise you we tried. (laughs) All right. All right. Ben, are you ready? Yeah. Here we go. Give me three LaTroy Hawkins teams in five seconds. Oh, my God. Uh, Yankees, Rangers, and Twins. Yeah. Nice. Did he play on the Rangers? Do you want to fact check? I know he played on the Yankees and Twins. I just need – I want to fact check. (laughs) LaTroy Hawkins. I love that you got LaTroy Hawkins involved. I I just want you to fact check me to be sure. Oh, no. No, we're checking. We're checking. I don't see him on the thing here. For the Rangers? Okay, so Yankees and Twins is right. Yeah, Twins and Yankees. Okay, all right, that's fine. I'll I'll take it too. It's not bad, no. and you got three names out. That's better than okay. Not getting a name. Yeah. Appreciate the fact check because I didn't genuinely wasn't sure of Rangers. I appreciate the honesty. I thought he was on the Rangers. Yeah, I had it on my sheet, so I wrote it down too. Okay, it was definitely not right. <laughs> all right, sounds good. It's good. That was good checking by me to write that yeah. down. Appreciate it. All right. All right. Well, All right. right. Let me get it. Hold on, let me, I just exited out of my sheet. Hold on. Let me pull this back up. All right. All right so currently it's six to five. Ryan with the lead. Our percent is high right now. I like this. Yeah. Right. We're shooting We're shooting our shot. When he played with the men. Yeah. Latroy Hawkins literally played on basically every team in the MLB and Ben guessed the wrong one. Yeah. Oh, he was. Oh, he was fantastic for the Mets that year. 70 innings of 2.93 ball. Okay, Troy Hawkins. Dude played 21 years. What a tank. He also has a – I follow him on Instagram, by the way, and he has a great podcast with – um. Of course he has a podcast. Uh, oh, what's the guy's name? I, am I allowed to say, of course, he has a podcast while we're on the podcast? I guess. But that might – he might not want to be on our podcast if we ever want him on the podcast. Do you want Latroy Hawkins on AFR? I mean, I wouldn't mind if Latroy Hawkins was on the podcast. That would be an intense get. That would be a good get. Yeah. Um, so, oh, he had Dontrell Willis on the podcast last week. Oh. Um, but he, he does the podcast with uh, Jock, I think Jock Jones, who's a former Twins center fielder. Give me three of the top 30 all-time leaders and three-point made in the NBA. Steph Curry, Kyle Korver, Clay Thompson. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yep. Got it just – you got that last name out there. I was just sweating. What was it of the top 30, Chase? Yeah, top 30. Right. Those, are, those are three. So, so, yeah, it was Curry, number one, Thompson, seven. He said J.J. Reddick, 20. He's uh, no, Kyle um, Korver. Kyle oh, Kyle Korver. Oh, he's uh, six. Yeah. He's six. Oh, we're good. Okay, okay. Right. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, bro, Reggie. No, Miller, you're good. That's a whiff, but – 
All right. All right, hold on. He's going to miss one at some point. <laughs> oh, yeah. Awesome. All right. Okay. All right, let me knock that one off. All right. Ryan's All right, Ben. Me. All right, here we go. All right, give me three of the top 30 pitchers and strikeouts in five seconds. Nolan Ryan, Cy Young, and um, oh my gosh, I bricked. Nope. Call it. Call it. Walter Johnson. Walter Johnson would have been a money one. Yes, Cy Young is 25th. I'm oh, waiting to see if sense. you if you think mine are easier or not. No. Okay. All right. I'm not like I'm not saying no. you're making excuses, but you could no. Claim. All right, I'm ready, Chase. All right. Here we go. Give me three Corey Brewer teams in five seconds. Pistons, Hawks, Sixers. Pistons. So Pistons, Hawks, Sixers. Yeah. Look it up, Ben. I don't have the Pistons on my sheet. I I was I kind of pulled a band. I was kind of spewing. Um. All right. I'm just NBA. So he is. I have the other two, but I don't have the Pistons. He is a, you said Sixers? Sixers, Hawks. Yeah, Sixers and Hawks I have on here, right? No, oh, I don't see Atlanta. No, there's no Atlanta or Detroit. Oh, I opened the door. Just the what Sixers. Just the Sixers, yeah. Oh, I left it open. All right, all right, yeah, I'm up 10. How many rounds is this, Chase? Um, We have... Give me three of the top 20 home run leaders of all time. Barry Bonds, Hank Aaron, and Willie Mays. Yeah. Right, that Smashed was it. That was clean. That was High clean. game. Okay. Big shot, okay. Benny. Well, we got us to count. All right. So we have Is it 10, 10, 10 to 10. 10 10. 10 to 10 with going to the final round So here. what are we, 10 out of 12? Yeah. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. All righty. All right. I'm Ryan. ready, Chase. Final round. All right. Uh, let me see here. Let me go through my questions real quick. Once we're tied, of course. Yeah. I do have two. I have two tiebreaker questions that I made specifically just in case this okay. happens. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's clutch. Okay. All right. That are separate from my other questions. Like, and we can even do this in, the, in like another Yeah, yeah. This is fun. This be yeah. Fun. All right. All right. Let me know when you're ready. All right. Give me three of the top ten rebounders in the NBA of all time. Wilt Chamberlain, uh, uh, Kevin Garnett. Uh, oh, I don't even know Kevin Garnett's whole weekend. <laughs> Wilt Chamberlain, though. Like Kevin week. Garnett's 10th. Oh, yeah. That's a big 10 hit. Yo, what's the I'm top? A, I'm fact checking yo, that. Yo, yeah, check it out. All right, right here's now. the top 10. It's Wilt, Phil Russell, Moses, Kareem, Artis, Gilmore, Alvin Hayes, Tim Duncan, Carl Malone, Robert Parrish, Kevin Garnett, and Dwight Howard's 11th. Oh my gosh! All right, all right, Dang, I'll take okay. it. Okay, that's that's clean. Yo, it's so bad that I miss Kareem. No, that's hey too. That's Kevin solid. Garnett. Okay, I, Kevin, I can't believe you had Kevin Garnett on the nose. <laughs> oh, what the heck? I just I started like, panicking. I'm, I'm so in. It made it interesting. If yeah. I hit one, you would have won. Yeah, this is the sketchy. Oh you, you could, this could be a tie. All right, all right, we're ready. This could be it right here. Last round. Okay. Last question, Ben. Give me three of the top 20 saves. Top 20 closers in baseball in five seconds. Go. 
Trevor Hoffman, Mariano Rivera, and uh, call it, call it, call it, call it. How, did he get them both right? Mariano and Trevor wanted to. Oh my gosh! So we have a tie. You K Rod, K Rod, K Rod's fourth. Dang, who's three? Sorry, I messed that up. No, you're good. I. Dang, no, I you did the I right got... thing. You did the right thing by waiting and then reading the, the right thing. Good thing Trevor Hoffman's rookie card's right there. Damn it. All right. Of course we tied. Loose in here. All right, so we're tied. Yeah. yeah if you ever All right, here we go. Guy, just random sports guy. You can look at the cards up there. Oh, yeah. There's. We can do a... 10 seconds for this one because these are these two questions are, like, actually harder. So just you get 10 seconds to answer. Yeah. Okay. These are both just single people. Okay, so just get it right type of thing. Yeah, so if you get the person, that's the question. Like how a specific. About, how about when the time goes out, if I can still come up with it after? Yeah, you still get a crack at it, yeah. Okay. Just yeah, you get like 10 seconds to think about it. Yeah, there's no there's no beat the buzzer with this one. Yeah. Unless All right. Chance. All right. All right. All right, Ryan, tell me the player who holds both all-time records in the NBA for steals and assists. Was an assist. John Stockton. Yeah. Oh, that was a good guess. The assists really help. I almost went like Gary Payton, but I was like Stockton. I Dang. think has the most assists, so I, I just like had to that. roll with it. Yeah, he's got the most assists and he has the most steals too. Really? I did not yeah. know he had the most steals. All right. I know it seems weird. I was like not expecting Pressure. that. He doesn't seem like a crafty defender. So, no pressure's on Ben. Yep. Alrighty. All right, Ben. Tell me the player whose career ended with exactly 3,000 career hits. Uh, uh, Pujols. Close. It's Clemente. Oh, Roberto Clemente? Yeah. Dang. How many did Pujols have? Pujols had dang, that was a good one. I knew I dang. He had over. He probably had too many. Pujols had oh uh, yeah, too many. Thirty three hundred. Yeah. All right, GG. That was good fun, that man. Was fun. That was fun. Yeah, yeah, I feel like the baseball ones are a little bit harder than the basketball ones, but yeah. Well, yeah, he has a longer um. No, I but I like the I would. Thought you're about like I went to gone Stockton though. I don't think. Maybe. I don't think I would have gone Stockton. I wonder where can you real quick share you have the screen shared? Yeah. Can you look just look up top ten steals of NBA history real quick? I just want to see where Gary Payton is. Is he not? Oh, he's number five. number five. Oh my gosh. Oh, Jason Kidd would have been a good guess. Yeah, true. Is LeBron top ten in every category? I, I think, think so. It's blocks. Oh yeah, I don't know about blocks. Oh, oh, I love yeah. this. This should be a name, by the way. Tree Rollins. Hell yeah. <laughs> Wait, where's LeBron at? Oh, he is nowhere. Oh, no, he's not going to. Oh, shout out to Elton Brandt. Next in line. Yeah. No. Dang. Okay. All right. Well, Chase, that was awesome. We'll, uh, oh, he's talking at over 3,000 steals. Do you see that? Chase, thanks for running with that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was just a little. Yeah, no, that was fun. Kind of, um, yeah. You guys want to? Do you want to just go? Since that we kind of 
took a lot of lot, some can... time. Do you want do you want to just go talk some Daytona chase and then end it there? Oh yeah. So I told everybody I was gonna keep track of NASCAR going forward, and I made a pick. And to my delight, during the race, he was kind of floating around, uh, almost virtually disappeared at one point until. The last 10 laps in the race, that's when there was a massive crash. You can check out our Twitter for the video that we reposted. But uh, Christopher Bell snuck through, ended up with a third-place finish, which was amazing considering all the things that happened within this race. There was three decently-sized wrecks that took place, one really early on that took out a lot of the field, and then obviously the one with 10, uh, 10 laps left and kind of just left whoever was up front to fend for themselves and had ended up being William Byron, who finished last year in the top three in the playoffs and could, had a chance to win out. And if he got the win, would have been a champion. Uh, ended up falling short to Ryan Blaney, but started off the year right with a big win at Daytona. Gave Hendrick Motorsports, uh, um, you know, went on their anniversary of being uh, an organization within NASCAR. So it was a really special moment for him. He's done this twice now within like six months where he's gotten a big win for them in the playoffs and then now here. So, um, he's definitely going to be giving uh, everyone a run for their money in terms of being a champion this season. So start off pretty good uh, race to start the year off and looking forward to Atlanta next week. I don't have any picks for this race, although Joey Logano was dominating up until the end and he got caught up in the wreck. Otherwise, he probably would have had enough to get the job done. Atlanta is a similar style racetrack, so there's a good chance that Logano could just come out on top. And he shows up in the late right when it matters and you don't think he's in it he can just show up he gets a big pit stop jumps up bunch of positions um and just had a lot of strong running mates so it was unfortunate he got tangled up in a wreck it took out a lot of people in the top 10 almost took out the literal top 10 if um you know the one card didn't get away from the action but it was a pretty big wreck overall pretty happy with my my guy on the season picking up a big win uh third in the race and third in the points overall so that's big uh going towards obviously in the season um nascar does a point system which is a little weird but you earn points throughout the year and you get it based off like where you are and if you win you get more but they do stage points too so you can win with you can have ultimately three winners in a race essentially and two of those guys will get the points and one guy wins the race and gets points so it's a little more active than it used to be when i was growing up it would just be whoever finished the race wins and they get the points and whoever won the most races typically won at the end of the year. And they've changed it now to be a little bit more competitive and have a playoff format. So I guess in the end, it's a little bit better. It was a little bit weird jumping in and seeing the whole format again and working stuff out. But I'm not going to lie. I felt something watching this race that I probably felt since I was maybe 10 or 11, maybe even 12, you know, just being a middle schooler. I was obsessed with NASCAR when I was a little kid. I really just wanted to be a race car driver, uh, you know, I just thought it was the coolest thing ever to do that. And I kind of fell away from the sport. They've made some changes. And a lot of people I grew up rooting for now have kids that are in it. So it's cool to be rooting for them and, uh, you know, continue the tradition on. But, yeah, it's a, it's a neat sport. It's definitely not for everyone. But there's a lot more. It was always a sport of, uh, you know, making the right decisions. And it comes down to a matter of laps. But now it's even more involved. So, there's like a little bit more in it than it just seems on the top, but yeah.
Yeah, so that was yeah, it. So just, just so everyone remembers, Christopher Bell out with Chase's pick. And Chase, does he have to finish the season in first, or does he have to actually like go into the playoffs and come out on top after all that? Setting? Yeah, so he's got to get into the playoffs and then win the playoffs, which okay, basically right. is like the more he wins, the better. But it was big that he finished third and picked up points. He also won the duel going into Daytona, so he put himself in a good position. Obviously, I was feeling pretty good about it that he finished high. Um, yeah. And just to be totally clear, I'm not even that big of a Christopher Bell fan. I just feel like he's got something about him where he's been close. Same with William Byron. I can make the same argument about the, both of those guys. I think they're in a really good spot where they can both – if they both won, if one or the other wins, they're both deserving of it. They're just young, up-and-coming guys. And William Byron actually has a really interesting story. He didn't grow up in a traditional NASCAR family. He literally just grew up racing on a computer and then got good at it his parents saw it then entered him into a few races started dominating and just excelling through the levels and now he's i think 28 or 24 or something like that but pretty young guy and at the highest level of the sport so and there's a lot of guys who are racing now that have really unique backgrounds like they just didn't there's guys whose dad were racers and they got into the sport and then there's people who had no way into the sport just made it in through whatever you know yeah. However you get there. So it's kind of neat to see all the backstory and it's not all the same. You know, it's not just some guy who went to Duke, then got drafted number one overall. And, yeah. you know, it's pretty applicable to like every sport outside of racing. So yeah. it was pretty neat to see. And it was cool that it really reignited that feeling again. I'm giddy about it. I started pulling out all my NASCAR stuff that I had packed away for years and blowing mm-hmm. off the dust and just feeling that emotion again. So it was neat. What do you, when do you unpack? So I have, uh, I've been to Daytona. It's a not Daytona, uh, Pocono Raceway. It's really close by. It's a tr- it's a triangle, but they give you a lot of good access to f- um, the drivers. So I have a couple signed flags. Oh, that's awesome! Um, yeah, it's the stuff I need, really need to get that stuff checked out and verified. Yeah. But next time I just go, you could just get it like, um, just to have it like sort of like the yeah. certified. And yeah, style. two flags and the on each checker there's like at least one autograph on like basically both sides so and that'd be a cool like frame oh if it's on both sides i guess you don't but like that'd be cool to like see if you could frame it somehow yeah i know i've been trying to figure out what to do with it and yeah um just i have like car models and different stuff but yeah now it's just cool to like see all this stuff and if you haven't checked it out watch it watch their thing they've done on netflix they've done a behind the scenes thing um like we said, Netflix has done a really good job with doing stuff with F1 and golf, just giving you a behind-the-scenes look at, like, what, what it's like to be a professional athlete, but off the course and, you know, yeah. off the track, it's neat to see um, what you can do with all these things. You know, being a NASCAR driver, you don't really think of much. You think of, like, a hick from the south. And he probably goes home to his trailer with his wife beater on. But, I mean, yeah. it's insane, like, the levels that it's getting to in the sport. Yeah, this isn't just Garrett Bard out there nowadays. No, I mean, it's basically rivals, you know, NBA players. Like, they're small teams. There's a lot in it. There's only three manufacturers, so it's, you know, it's really tight competition. It's only Ford, Toyota, and Chevy. So within those, there's a handful of teams. So there's not really, like, a whole lot going on, I don't know, diversity-wise. But, yeah, yeah, so – the competition's good. The cars run really nice. It's not clunky like the last time I was into it. There was just a lot of lots yeah. to look at, but yeah, yeah, cool. Maybe in the next like 
couple weeks while we're still in this kind of like pause period, we can spend more time. I want to dive in to like the organization, the cars, the rivalries, like just try to break down more just because I feel like there is a lot more to unpack, like to the average person. I don't want to watch a car turn left for 400, 500 miles and then root for a crash. Like there's a lot more. So Maybe I know we're coming towards the end of the show tonight, but it's exciting, Chase. I'm pumped you're into it because I literally worked with a ton of guys who were so into it. Like every week would be talking about it. And I watched a couple races when we lived together and, and it was, it was cool. So it's neat to see that the new format hasn't completely, you know, dis- like just destroyed it. Cause I knew there was some unpopular takes when it first came out, but except yeah. this year starting off um, a lot of diversity, kind of like what we say with the NBA, it's at an all time high of the NFL. I feel like NASCAR is hitting their stride again. So good for them. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's neat. And I definitely be down to do a deep dive and just, I think it helps to definitely know the people and they're all hotheads. They all talk a lot of shit on mic. They just freak out in their cars. So like, it's really cool to see like, yeah, I'm on a team, but like, I hate everyone else out there. So it's really just like seeing who can do the best with who, whether or not that's their teammate, whether or not, you know, they have a longstanding rivalry and, you know, it's just neat to see. And a lot of the guys who just got out are still in it. So you get to get a lot of fresh perspectives and, you know, it's like the UFC. They keep a lot of their active fighters doing commentary. And NASCAR is trying to do that same model of, like, we have some guys who are still active, but they're being contributing, you know, on the sides and just bringing, like, a lot of good perspectives. So it's just cool. neat to see how it's uh, growing and how much has changed from the last time I was, like, really, really in deep with it, you know. I appreciate it, Chase, because yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not super into it, but it, I enjoy listening to you talk about it because it's, you know, it's something that I could get more into just – knowing more you know knowing more of the yeah. deeper part of it so we'll definitely have to do that um in the future yeah yeah and joey logano he's from connecticut which is like a unusual thing for really? a racer supposed to come out so if you're looking for a driver oh, joey okay. logano might be your I'll guy start, start collecting some nascar cards are really cheap because not that many people are there really? really cool, and there's some really cool patches because they take um certain cars there's like patches like the really nice patches they'll do like of the fire suit or, or like yeah yeah the logo type thing of other fire suit is like it's kind of cool because oh, like cool patches on other sports stuff yeah i might be yeah it's also weird because this is the thing about nascar it's like the only sport where you really root for a sponsor like anywhere else i hate a sponsor yeah. jersey i can't stand it yeah but nascar is all about like oh yeah i, I like dr pepper so i kind of like this guy or i like if Wawa had a car, I'd probably like that guy, whoever yeah, had yeah. a car. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. the only time I'm ever for just rooting for a sponsor. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, it is funny. Yeah. But, yeah, we so we appreciate everyone. I think we'll wrap it up there. Yeah, uh, shout out. Who's all uh, watching? Can you see? Shout them out. Uh, we've had a few pop in and out. I don't know exactly who's in right now, but we've had a few pop in and out. Uh, we appreciate all of you for Shout out to Come Evan on. Miller for saying I have nice glasses. They're not that nice, but I can see with them. So thanks. <laughs> they get the job done. Yeah. yeah. So we do have uh, we do have a fun podcast next week. I don't. I'm not going to announce it yet because I just want to finalize it with him. But we might have a special guest on. Uh, so we're excited for that. Maybe do a little baseball preview, and then first guest of 2024. Yeah. Hopefully and then next week. Uh, we might have some. We have some special things in the works with some potential brackets, like we 
oh you yeah. know we like to do it's, we're it's coming to bracket time so oh, yeah it's coming to bracket time so we gotta we gotta have an appetizer for the march madness bracket yeah we gotta warm up our bracketology yeah but love it we appreciate everyone for listening for watching however you're getting our podcast yeah. and we will see you guys next time yeah peace chase later see, see you guys